You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. You don't like the way I look? No. Dude, how rude. Sean, it literally doesn't faze me. I have seen you like this before. You've, I, I you've seen it before, know. but I haven't. I'm so confused. You should have seen Aaron whenever she walked in. I did it. Not, not, the not. I tried face, to man. hit it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, who's this man in my house? She Much like, like Aaron. She doesn't like the smooth, the clean cut at all. I mean, she didn't like it at first, but she touched it. She's like, "Oh, that's that's really smooth." Now she's like, "Ah, I just want the beard back." So, yeah. Yeah, we'll tell her you want the long hair back. <laughs> I don't think she'd ever go back to that. <laughs> I don't think she will either, but not that long anyways. That's, that's when you that's when you fell in love with her. The long hair. All the way down to her ass. Long hair. What? Yeah, dude. Aaron, it's crazy to think about it now. If you've only known Aaron with Sean's haircut. <laughs> yeah. She used to she used to have long fucking hair. And she would frequently put it into braids. And even when it was in braids, it'd be like touching the top of her butt. Like her hair was so fucking long. No. I've been I, through can't, it all I can't, I can't even imagine it. Was it like a, uh, like trimmed it up over time and eventually that's where it got short or was it just like night and day? She tried uh, a few different hairstyles between that and the real short hair. Like she had a but, shoulder length for a little bit, didn't she? Yeah, it was like shoulder yeah. length and immediately like next haircut up and then it just kept going up after that. Yeah. So. It is funny. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure it took her a second to to get adjusted and recognize you much like this Italian woman uh, from Pavia. Uh, is also trying to get adjusted in her house after both of her sons still live there after like a normal time frame. Now in America, it's totally weird or, or it's totally different from like the rest of the world because how the rest of the world works is generally you live at home even through college because generally you go to a local college or uh, uh, it's cheaper. So when you start your first job, typically people Stay at home through the ages of 18 to 34. I think that's maybe starting to become a little bit of a norm here in America. Uh, as I don't know, I'm starting to see it anyways. But these two kids, men, are living in the with their mother at 40 and 42. <laughs> yeah, they are kids. children. Well, they are because they don't pay rent, they don't pay for food, they don't do chores around the home at 40 and 42 years old. I still do chores when I go home to see my mom in her house, and I have my own. <laughs> uh, she real life stepbrothers type shit, yeah, it really is because uh, she has also taken them to court to get them evicted from her house, and she won. Good for, Good for her. Jinx. Put her foot down. It um, sucks that you have to take it to that level. Like, how much of a mooch do you have to be to just make you make your mom make a move like that? Like, it's and especially when you both have jobs. Like, I'm, I'm I've got the report here. They both had jobs. Just neither one of them did any obligations around the home, and it came to a point where mom was like, 
which far past the point that it should have been. But regardless, that's uh, that's a bold move by mom. Mom's got to do what a mom's got to do, man. They they have these statistics here. I want to know what you guys think, because uh, they they pulled um, the Italian people uh, and they found that 70 percent of people uh, still live at home between the ages of 18 and 34. You said 70 percent, 70 percent of people who are aged 18 to 34 still live at home with their parents. Or in the same home as their parents. I was going to say, because it, it's, it's going to be a slightly different context because there there might be a, a, a bunch of different reasons why they stay at home. Not sure. just because they're fucking moochers, but <laughs> a lot of times, because we, we don't take care of our parents in America. Nope. Like a lot of other cultures do. We find the first reason to put them in a retirement home and it's like, somebody else, please take care of my elderly parents. Now, between 18 and 30, whatever, you probably don't have like super, super elderly parents, but the off chance you do, you're probably staying at home with them to take care of them and and make sure they don't like fall and break a hip or whatever. Well, and from what I've been able to gather from, I mean, this isn't the only article I've ever read about it. And I do have family that lives in other countries that operates that same way, not necessarily that they don't provide any assistance in the home, but they do live in a home, a multi-home family or multi-family home. And um, the parents are there to also help take care of the children so that, um, you know, if the mom needs a break or the dad needs a break, then the grandparents can step in and vice versa. The parent, the younger parents or younger people can step in and help the, uh, the elderly parents in the home. And so uh, it's quite interesting to see the dynamic between America. I should say North America, because I think Canada may typically also follow the American trend of moving out and no longer helping as much as we typically see in other countries. And I think like the United Kingdom, maybe specifically England is starting to become more Americanized in that way. But you get outside of that and it's generally families that live in a home together, not just like one sect of the family where it's the husband and the wife, but it also encompasses parents of either side. Well, and the other thing to consider and that that factors into why certain countries are like this or like that, it has to do with uh, benefits and retirement packages and stuff like that. Like moms and dads, in their 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, they're they're still working. And so they probably still have like more independence than is perceived in a lot of other countries where they can stop working a little bit earlier. And I don't know, there's more there's more focus on that family time uh and, and like grandparents being with their grandkids and, and stuff like that. Like we're so here in America, like we we have to work until a certain age, and that comes with like a certain feeling of of independence and you know the whole debate over like elderly people driving and you know it's it's uh hard for some people to take like getting that right taken away from them 
So like, this just like a whole different mindset in this country. And there's a whole lot of factors that go into that. I want to, I want to go back to the way that, that they're doing it. It's a multi family inside the home. Your home becomes cheaper because everybody's pitching in. Everybody has a little bit more time to, to take care of things around the home, but also take care of, of the kids. That, uh, that sounds kind of nice to me. It sounds great from a financial standpoint, but I don't yeah. know if I could handle it. My grandmother. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be your grandmother. Or did you say your mother? Sorry, it cut out a little bit. No, I said my grandmother. Yeah, your grandmother. No, you just, it, it would be your, your mom and it'd be Pat and Alice at this point. Well, my mom's mom is still alive. So well, I, I know. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's, it's, Never it's weird because like going, going, moving back into my parents' house after college for a little bit, my mom and I started arguing for a little bit in the, and she bought me a house like real quick. <laughs> found found a, here. Found, Not found a cheap ass house on foreclosure. And she's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> Good job, Alice. While we're on the topic of Europe, on to Germany week, week nine of the NFL yeah. season. And we take on the Miami. You think they did that on purpose. Week nine in Germany. Yo, yo. Didn't didn't even think about that. Good call out. I thought we were playing in Munich, but we are in Frankfurt, Ellis. I also thought we were in Munich. I did not we're, realize we're we playing. Frankfurt. We're playing in a bad soccer team stadium. <laughs> well, there we hold up. We're playing. What it was We're supposed to be in Munich. No Did way. something happen in the field? Nope. When was it supposed uh, to be in Munich? Well, it was well last year the game was in Munich, and there was a bunch of that advertising around there. But the, this game was always scheduled for Frankfurt. Uh, but Zoe has a very good friend, and one of her bridesmaids, the one that Sean walked down the aisle with in my wedding. Her name is Ellie. Uh, who is German as well. And I start, I was talking to her about the game and she, I was like, so what, what soccer team's in Frankfurt? And like the soccer team Frankfurt. is like named after the city. It's Frankfurt. But like, I was like, I only know two German soccer teams in Dortmund and Bayern Munich. And she was like, yeah, the, the soccer team's really bad. Like the fan, the hometown fans obviously love them and they go crazy for Frankfurt, but they're bad. They're yeah, Frankfurt, <laughs> Frankfurt's real bad. Haven't been good in a long time. Uh, that's surprising. I thought we were supposed to supposed to be playing at the Allianz in Munich, the Bayern Munich uh, soccer stadium. Uh, it's sad that we're not going to be there because that is a world class stadium, the Allianz. That place is beautiful when all lit up. And now we're going to be at some podunk. I, I don't care if I'm offending it's you. Not in podunk. It's, I, it's not, a podunk it's... <laughs> little town. It's a podunk little team. Your soccer team is awful. And that's where we have to play. And I'm not happy about it. Frankfurt is not Podunk, bro. Podunk. Frankfurt is still like a like a bigger city in Germany. No. Okay. It definitely is, but okay. <laughs> Ty, Ty Bob knows everything. Guys, I watched. He does. That. You haven't heard. I know, I know it's a large area. Their team just sucks. I just want to make fun of Frankfurt for a little bit. Jeez. Sure, you watch soccer, but you cannot tell me you're watching fucking Bundesliga soccer all the time. I you're have watching Premier League. I have unfortunately watched uh, too many Frankfurt games. 
union Berlin, that? Has been, yeah i i i know i yes it is watching anything surrounding frankfurt has been a waste of time Unfo- uh, but this week it will not be this week it won't yeah, be what's, what's the first time in my in life the stadium this week is going to be fucking must watch tv bitch. it is must watch watch tv i am not happy for the time that kickoff starts at 8 30 not happy about it uh and having to watch it on my phone because zoe will be running a half marathon and i'm supposed to be there to support her so what a good husband 13.1 guys well we do already have some injury designations here one player we don't have to worry about that we all of chief's kingdom is not a fan of Clyde Edwards-Alaire is out for the game Uh, in Frankfurt. Jets going to get some carries, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Lining up in the backfield. Did he he make the trip over? No, he's ill. Uh, His his designation was illness. Why would he he be with the team, you know? He wasn't there for the Super Bowl parade. Why would he 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 even be? Why would he be with the team? Anytime the team is traveling, why would he go anywhere? Uh, Richie James has opened up his 21 day window this week as well to return from the injured reserve. Uh, he was a full participant uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week. Everybody else is also healthy. We've got uh, some potential injuries from Jarek McKinnon and Willie Gay. His lower back, I believe it was his tailbone that was causing him some issues from the last game. He was a light participant on Thursday. Uh, he will end up being a game time decision due to uh, it, whatever the issue is. The team is saying it is a back contusion of the lower back, uh, but it was initially reported that it is a tailbone issue. Well, fingers crossed, because I don't think I'm going to be super confident in that linebacker group if it's just Drew Tranquil and Leo Chanel. Darius Harris. Yeah, we got him back. He's played played well for us. Man, I thought we were talking about the tight end for a second. And <laughs> there's somebody who has a similar name with the last name Harris, right? Wasn't it Damian that Harris? Was a... No, nope. Uh, Son of a bitch. Uh, nothing really to worry about from the Miami Dolphins as far as injury goes. They've got an offensive lineman, Rob Hunt, who is a non-participant Wednesday and Thursday and uh, safety Brandon Jones, who is also a non-participant on those days. Everybody else has been a light or full practice at some point for them uh, this week. They are already in Germany. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs left today, Thursday. Uh, So by the time you're hearing this, they will have landed and had a full day in Germany already. Demetrius Harris. There it is. There it is. It was close. 84. Boys, this game is supposed to be one of the highest touted games of the season. This everybody's talking about it like it's going to be the game of the season. Now we know the Dolphins have yet to beat a team that is 500 or above. They have not even played well against teams who have winning records. Do we what what should we expect from this Kansas City offense, from the Kansas City defense, when going against the team that has these weapons, who has a pretty good defense, but hasn't shown it when they actually play a good team? Are we even considered a good team? 
Take that I mean, back. we are. We have. We <laughs> it are, was a question. Have a record over five hundred. <laughs> I think they're ready to step up and uh, show out for the big game right now. Actually, play with a team against somebody that's over five hundred. We'll see if they actually do that. Uh, they have the guys for it. A lot of the guys are actually coming back now. Jalen Ramsey's all the way back. Xavier Howard's coming back as well. So, yep. be the first time those two will be on the field together. That's going to be a great secondary for them. And their offense seems like they're ready to go. So, I think Look, they're ready they're, to step up to the challenge. If they're not ready to go, it would be an anomaly, in my opinion, because like this game has all the hype surrounding it. It's Tyreek Hill versus his former team that, like as we have said before, should have been an arrowhead. Thank you, Roger Goodell and the NFL. Uh, very much for that. Uh, but this is a hell of a team to have to have a bounce back game against. We played like shit against Denver and going up against a secondary like we are about to face in the Dolphins secondary. I don't know if this is where we get back on track. Like, I would not be surprised if the Chiefs fumble the bag again uh, in this game. Now, I fully expect that if we lose this game and go into the bye week with another loss, that Andy Reid is going to have these boys ready for that following week after the bye week. But this game has got me a little scared, considering how we played in the last game. And you can you can say Patrick Mahomes was sick. You can say a lot of different things about what went on in that Denver game. But... This is a hell of a team to have to have a bounce back game against. And I don't know if this group of players, specifically this group of receivers, can do it. I they can and they can't. Uh they should be looking to step up to the challenge. I don't think it's all on the receivers. Yes, they do have a big problem over there, but Pat has been off with them. They have no chemistry together. They have no consistency out there. They get a little bit of consistency this weekend. I guarantee you one of them, one of the ones that we usually don't name will have a big day. Interesting. I don't know if you guys listened to, to any of the uh, interviews that came out. Uh, MVS, a guy that is not well-liked on this show, came out uh, and, and basically just battered. It's, the, it's you, Ty Bob. You were the one that didn't <laughs> like it. You like MVS? That's... I don't look. I don't hate him. He's still expecting another big gamer too. He's great, dog. Like twenty is not. Yeah, great. he's gonna he's gonna have he's gonna have a hundred yard game in the playoffs. You watch. Well, he had a he had an interview, I, I think it was just basically with somebody in the Chiefs organization while they were getting ready to go over and they uh uh he just talked uh, disparagingly against the international games. Um uh, Said, I quote, they suck. He's not ready for it. Um, he's mad because he has to go out and get uh, a dog sitter for his pups at home uh, and doesn't want to be away. Uh, but cry really me a fucking river, you goddamn Germany. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. You're bored of you make a camp bow wow. Okay. I Camp Bow Wow is, is, is decent in Kansas City area. Board your fucking pet there. It's good. Listen, you rob the Kansas City Chiefs of $11 million a year. I think you can afford. <laughs> while, you, while you basically do nothing to earn it, 
I think you can use a little bit of that highway robbery money to board your dog. It'll be okay. But I, I don't disagree in. with him. <laughs> we pay him to run. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Him and Skymore both. Uh, but I don't I don't disagree with him in that the international games suck. It takes home games away from the fans. It's crazy difficult on the body of these guys who are already going through ridiculous amounts uh, of pain and car wrecks every single game, 17 games a week to have to be able to get onto a plane. We know that, that, uh, that can cause sleep issues and knowing that if, you know, with the science driven behind it, sleep is massive when it comes to being able to heal and recoup any of the ailments that are going on. Uh, yeah. 17 games a season, Sean. Yes. Uh, uh, but, uh, having to do these extended travels that can disrupt your sleep. And we know that athletes are very ritualistic in what they do. Uh, I can't fully disagree with them or I can't disagree with them at all that, that the international games are, are becoming an issue. It's only going to get worse. No, it will. This is nothing right now. You're nothing. Okay, so, man. Okay. Hybo fully expects us not to get back on track this week. Sean, what are you expecting? Man, I didn't say fully expect. I just, <laughs> I'm just being realistic about the whole situation. Okay. I'm expecting us to look competent on at least 70% of our drives. The other 30%, it's going to be rough and quick three and outs. Enough. I think easily this defense is going to stun the Dolphins. Absolutely stun the Dolphins. Stun. Stun. We are going to stun the Miami Dolphins offense. Tyreek said we're going to get that work. I don't think he's ever had to go up against Steve Spagnolo, the guy who I haven't been a fan of over the years, but never has had to face him as a defensive coordinator, has not had to go up against his defense. All right. Now, hang on a second. Are you alluding to Steve Spagnuolo being good against scheming against receivers? I will not that say that That is not his track is. record, guy. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say he's good against scheming against receivers. I think there's a specific receiver that he is going to be good at scheming against, knowing that he saw him every day for two years, had to scheme against him in practices and camps, had to make sure that guys were getting in the correct spots. He may not have the same guys on the teams that went against Tyreek while he was in Kansas City, but that sort of information doesn't leave you. And we know that if you get pressure on Tua, there's no way that he can get the ball to Tyreek. I was going to say, that is the scheme. That's going to be the that's, scheme. And that's Spagnolo's MO. And we know you get pressure on Tua and that ball's not going to get to where it needs to be. For sure. So we're I mean, there. I don't think there's any guessing as to what our defensive game plan is going to be. There's going to be blitzes on third downs, uh, passing downs in general. 
the blitzes are going to come from different spots. There's going to be a lot of DBs involved getting after the quarterback. There's I also think we're going to run on the different spots. We're going to run uh, one high safety literally over Tyreek the entire game. You're going to run a DB on top of him, and you're probably going to put one of our coverage linebackers if Willie Gay is healthy enough to be out there. If not, it's probably going to be Drew Tranquil. Uh, or maybe uh, they let Mike Edwards play the safety spot and they bring uh, Brian Cook down to play that nickel. And so you've got a guy on the inside, a guy on the outside, and a guy over the top while the rest of the defense works to to pursue Tua uh, in that blitzing scheme. I'm going to say this. Fully expect Tyreek to be shut down this week against the Chiefs. Over or under 89 and a half yards? Let me uh me to say he's gonna get on let me uh to say he's consult my parlay here that you guys will hear in the NFL show. What'd you say? 90 the the over under the over under for the sports book is 91 and a half. You want an 89 and a half? Under. <laughs> so even if it was 91 and a half, it'd still be under, so. You'll have to find out in the NFL show for me to say that. How is it going to be under for both? It's under for 89 and a half. And it's not for the other one. You'll have to find out. Sean just can't comprehend without a beard. (laughs) He's got, he's got nothing to like. I'm lost, man. I also fully agree with Tybo and completely expect our offense to be buttering. This is not going to be this high octane, high scoring game that everybody else wanted it to be, or everybody wanted it to be at the beginning of the season. There's a lot of people that are still calling for this to be a high scoring, high volume game. This thing's going to be a defensive battle because Kansas City's offense is is so poor when it comes to getting receivers the ball. Well, I'm just not as familiar with who's on the defensive line for the Dolphins, but Bradley Chubb. Well, I, I did know that, but as far as whoever else is is there, I I'm, I'm lost. But their, their secondary is the scariest part of their defense. Am I right? Yeah, I, I'm going to sound like a fucking broken record here, but the way that you counteract that bullshit is hand the fucking ball off. Ten Isaiah Pacheco, ten, needs to have over twelve carries. Twelve carries is that weird little buffer zone. He needs to be above twelve carries if we're gonna have any success on offense on Sunday. Here, I'll I'll say this though, Tybo in Germany. Knowing knowing that Clyde will be out and that there's an injury to Jet, there's a strong possibility that Clyde may be our only running back who's going to be going to the game this week. If he's the only fine. one act yeah. fine. Yeah. Take it. Huh? That's fine. What what Isaiah. are we finding me for? Checko. You said Clyde. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Whatever. Uh Isaiah. Just, if he's I didn't sorry, I bro. didn't apologize. <laughs> I said whatever. You just said sorry. Uh don't be sorry, ho. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah, if he is the only active running back 
for the Chiefs, would you still expect us to tote the rock 15 plus times? Or maybe Absolutely. not even expect it. Would you game. want? We've wanted that for how long now? Of course we want that. Even though he could potentially be the only, if if he is the only active running back on the roster for that day, it, what it is uh, we have open roster spots. You you just talked about it on Monday. Yeah, we we uh, isn't we generic Prince on the practice squad. He's on the practice squad, Can't but he didn't he didn't travel he didn't travel with the team. Son of a bitch! There we is, took two running backs. Wrong with these damn coaches. Oh my god! We took two I, running I backs it. with we us. Can, and, we, can t- and, we can we can talk about all the positives in Andy Reid's coaching resume, but the not running the ball as much as we'd like it to, and the cutesy ass plays on third and fourth and short, those are the two glaring problems with our philosophy. I agree. And we've been we've been just beating this drum. We've been beating this dead horse since ever. Since, since he's been since he was in Philly. Sure. I don't know. We ran the ball a decent amount with, with Alex Smith. Kind of had to. We had some good running backs though. We got a good one now. We Let him eat. have the best damn quarterback in the history. Of the <laughs> <laughs> you can't run the ball that much when you're trying to get when you're trying to feed Pat. Pat's just too hungry. Maybe it's Pat who's audibling all the running plays. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Andy calls a run three times in a row. Andy, we're not doing it. We're passing the ball. How many times I got to tell me you? call the plays. <laughs> Let me, you block. I'll call the plays. Hating motherfucking man. <laughs> well, who are the players? I mean, knowing that there's going to be offensive struggles and believing that the defense is going to be able to step up against this high-powered offense, who are the players that we need to be watching this week? Uh, oh, oh, Sean's well. dying over here. Sure. Sean's, Sean's muted. Something's going on. Uh, and nobody's going to find me for that burp. Got away with that one. Fine. Uh, all right. <laughs> I was waiting for you to stop talking for, for a second. I don't know, man. Uh, I would really... I would like a fresh face on offense to get involved. Um, and so I am going to be looking at two wide receivers in particular. I called one of their names out last week. I'm looking at McCall Hardman. I'm looking at Richie James. Both we guys. We don't know if Richie James is back. Oh, I thought you said he was. His 21 day window to be returning from the IR has opened, but he has not yet been activated from the IR. Well, then I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call on McCall Hardman's name. I was about to say both of them do have the ability to make significant impacts on the game. I understand he had the problem with the with the punt last game. It really pissed me off. I literally put in the Snapchat group that McCole Hartman is just came back to fucking snap our winning streak against the Denver Broncos. But 
just like how I'm, you know, my predictions in the NBA, I want fresh faces in, in, in the, in the NBA finals. I want a fresh face on this Kansas City Chiefs offense to actually make an impact. I'm tired. Is she Rice not good enough for you? He's not. He, I mean, if, as far as the offense this year, he's not a fresh face. He's been involved. He has the most targets outside of Travis Kelsey. Get him more snaps. Sure. Let him play more. But McCole Harmon has big play capabilities. The catch he made against the Chargers was came at a at a crucial point. And unless he is dealing with some sort of nagging injury that we know is is very possible, coaching staff kind of likes to keep that under wraps. And if he's like suited up gonna play, like they're not gonna say anything about it. But if he's fully healthy, like let him loose a little bit. This offense has lost like almost all big play capabilities, and it's really frustrating to watch. McCole Hardman has the speed to get schemed open. Maybe he doesn't have the greatest separation capabilities, but he has the speed to get schemed open. Let's just get somebody else involved. Let's make the defense worry about somebody else than Travis Kelsey. Not two. I'm looking forward to. Trent McDuffie and Legereus Sneed. I want to see what they do on defense against Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. I think it's going to be a great matchup for the whole entire day. Uh, it's going to be a track meet out there. I would go as far to say I think they're going to have Legereus probably shadow Tyreek. He played on the same team, knows his tendencies, went against him every single day in practice. It would be a shame. I, obviously, Trent is great. He's got the speed. He likes to play physical. I think it would be a shame if we put anyone else other than Legarius, unless he's just get unless he's just getting killed. Put him on Tyreek. I do think that's a good strategy, but I, I think there is talent and other players capable of holding down the fort all the way through our CB four, our, our our fourth cornerback. Like we have a decent cornerback room. Uh, looking at the players on the opposite team, the Dolphins, like they, I feel like they have a better cornerback room. But our one through four on our cornerback depth chart, they're all pretty good. And there's not one guy that really stands out above the crowd. You could probably give that to Trent McDuffie, but through. Josh. I mean, he's the highest, he's the highest graded corner in the league. So you yeah, probably give it that. to him. Literally, there's no other corner but, graded higher than him. But Jalen Watson and Josh Williams are good cornerbacks. Yes. And if they need to see Tyreek Hill, I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem. I would agree. Uh for me, uh it's a toughie, man. Because I think the defensive line is going to eat for us, the Kansas City Chiefs, this week. Like I, they've been having problems across their front five with injuries over the last couple of weeks. They're now having to travel, and that's just not going to help them any more than it's already not. Um, I think I think Chris Jones is going to be in for a massive day. I think Mike Dana is going to be in for a massive day. George Karloftis, who continues to lead that entire room in pressures, 
is going to eat the tackles alive. There's going to be blitzes left and right. On the defensive side, I can't. I, I'm, I'm going to have to say watch the defensive line because they're going to put on an absolute clinic. Thing. There's like, not a, there's not one single name I think I can call out, but that defensive line is going to really impact the game. And if they don't expect us to have a terrible day, yeah. If if they're not having a good day, the team is like we're we're going to get blown out. But I, I mean, I, I didn't even mention Charles Menahue. Like I'm, I expect to see him come inside a little bit this week. He hasn't really done it a whole lot the the last two weeks that he's been back. I'd like to see him jump inside with Chris Jones eat on those early downs like this defense is going to get scary as we get deeper into this season especially after the bye week that d-line is going to come out strong i agree sean keys to the game keys to the game limit the big plays the dolphins love the big plays they thrive off that Limit to limit it as much as you can. Uh, they may break one or two off, but try to keep it down as much as you possibly can. I'm looking for Brian Cook to come in and make some really, really good open field tackles like he's been doing all season. It's funny. That's that's the same key to uh, stopping the Chiefs when they had Tyree Kill. So any team that's got Tyree <laughs> Kill on it, you need to try and stop the big boys. Shocker. It's a great key. Shocker. Guys, it, it, I'm I'm going to re- repeat myself here because the key to the game should be very very off uh, obvious on offense. Run the ball. Got to have at least 15 carries, in my opinion, for for Pacheco. Uh, and if uh, McKinnon is healthy, uh, make sure he has a healthy amount of presence in that offensive scheme because McKinnon is is a big play guy. Even even when we're handing the ball off to him, he's been known to produce 20-plus yard plays. So if we can get him involved at like a 5 to 10 touch rate and still get Pacheco 15 carries, I think the offense is going to do great. Because if we just drop back to pass and try to force it to our receivers who aren't getting separation, you're going to see another game like we had against the Broncos. For me, it's going to be two pieces. Number one, limit the penalties. I think we've done a really good job over the last couple of weeks of of eliminating those mental mistakes. Tackles haven't been committing too many penalties with the false starts, with the illegal, uh, with the uh, the the illegal formations, with the holding. We've done a really good job there. Just completely eliminate penalties this week. We've got to play a clean game. And number two, I already talked about it. Get into his face demolish that offensive line if you pressure Tua it's not that he can't handle the pressure it's that his arm is weak and he's going to be throwing ducks all day for our boys to pick him off put him on his ass and make him take a seat all day long give him another concussion what I I wondered who was going to bring that up who said that (laughs) it was going to be me Let's pick this game real quick, I want boys. His eyes glassy by the end of the night because uh, the he doesn't know what he's because <laughs> <laughs> he don't know he doesn't know what he's seeing. Not because his head has been hit too many times. It just takes one. <laughs> I mean, not according to the NFL. You're probably going to need to take two, but 
Shout out Brock Purdy. <laughs> well, we do play in Germany in Frankfurt. Unfortunately, it is not in Bayern Munich, but we do play the Dolphins. It is considered a home game for the Chiefs. Sorry to all you season ticket holders that you're losing out on a game this season. But considering we're the home team, we are two point favorites in this game. An 8.30 a.m. kickoff. Tybo, you came in last place last week. Uh-huh. You are picking first. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Take it. I think we can beat them by more than two points as long as they stick to my keys of the game. You know, I should just be coaching. I, I really feel like I would be a really good offensive coordinator in the league. So, Oh, yeah. Tremendous offensive coordinator. Four verticals all day. That's, that's all you're running. Yep. Totally. Four verticals that's and my, half pass, my half back dive. Yep. <laughs> you know me so well. No, you don't. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Sean. Uh, Chiefs all day. Easy pick. We're all picking the Chiefs. It's only a two-point spread. As long as those as long as the defense can stand, we've definitely got a shot in this game. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Speaking of standing a chance, I'm gonna flip the script. Talk about you, sitting. Yeah. Just all right. I mean, you fuck off. You even <laughs> have a seat, Ty Bob. Do you even <laughs> want me a part of this show? I, I ask myself that same question. You don't. Re, you don't respect my segments. Hold the fuck up! It's time for Tybo's top five, not your top five, mine. All right, this came at the suggestion of our good friend, Sean. Hey. Who's uh, not a part of the title of the show. and We're going to keep it that way. But it's my top five chairs. I'm sitting in one. Sean's sitting in one. I don't know if we can count what Ty Bob's sitting, nope. sitting on as a chair. Nope. But, couch. Okay, couch. But I got my top five chairs. And... As a collective, we all have a dishonorable mention to mention. Who the fuck likes sitting on a bar stool? <laughs> now don't don't get into the semantics with me about as far as like a stool versus a chair. Okay. But bar stools suck. Especially if there's no like seat back. If you're just on one of those round bar stools, you like your your back is hunched over like you're playing video games, like you're like you're a shrimp. My ass starts hurting after like five minutes of sitting on one. It's just like the least comfortable form of of sitting down. Okay, bar stools suck. Bar stool sports also sucks. Amen. <laughs> I heard that Dave Portnoy guy is not not a good guy. But uh, aside from that, uh, my my top five chairs. Uh, Number five. If, in general, if these types of chairs were just more comfortable, this could easily be a number one. But my number five is the massage chair. Ooh. If you haven't sat in a good enough massage chair, my friend. 
I okay. Then then show me show me a good enough massage chair because every one I feel like I sit in, you can you can feel the the things that move. Like if you're not running the massage feature and you're just sitting in the chair, like you can feel those things that move along your back and your butt and your legs and stuff, and that part to me is uncomfortable. I don't I don't feel like I've sat in a massage chair where you can't like feel those things in your back. High class, high, uh, not even high class, just like a decent nail salon. You'll find good ones. A decent nail salon? Because yep. <laughs> this guy gets many petties. I do get petties. Monthly. Month. Monthly? Yep. Monthly, monthly petties. The same with the girls. Are they, are they petty petties? Like P-E-T-T-Y petties? Like the, uh, the Asian lady at your feet, like being petty about your disgusting ass feet? All right, that was a reach. I'm sorry. That's a fine. <laughs> For what? That's awful. Sorry, pun. That was a reach of a reach right there. You're, I'll give you a fucking reach around if you don't shut up. Hey, yo. I won't well, shut up then. Riest reach around. <laughs> okay. I'll make your wiener bleed. <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> number, number four. four. <laughs> to number four. Uh, these were real popular uh, in college dorm rooms when I was in college. Uh, my wife had one. Uh, but the the bungee mesh chairs, and I don't think they're the most comfortable thing to sit in. But like plopping down in one, and when you get up, like that's fun. <laughs> you get that little extra spring in your in your get up. That's that's fun. That's that's why these cracked the top five. Okay, all right, number three. You guys, you guys are lame. Just like stare at it. Number three is the hammock chair. Not like a full hammock, but the single hammock chair. Uh, they got to be made correctly because some of them, they let your ass sink too low and they bring your knees too far up. But if you get a good one that your, your knees can stay kind of like parallel or your thighs can stay like parallel to the ground. That's when they're super comfortable. I don't like to feel like I'm like in like my mother's womb <laughs> and like balled up in the hammock chairs. Uh, but you get you get a you get a good one that's properly made and and you can you can sit how you like and kind of maneuver around and not just kind of like be balled up in the fetal position. It's super comfortable, super relaxing. I don't read books, but if I did, I would probably read a book in a hammock chair. So yeah, there. That's that's number three. And it's, they're usually outside. I have seen hammock chairs inside, but usually outside. That's fine. Which would you rather have it in, outside or inside? Outside, definitely. Or maybe, maybe in like a screened-in porch type of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good spot. Yeah. So number two. The beanbag. The beanbag chair. That's everybody's favorite, right? That's my number two. Now, 
beanbag chairs kind of have a close uh, place in my heart because in my basement, there was a giant beanbag chair um, that stayed for quite some time. Um, however, it was absolutely disgusting. Uh, it followed my best friend Alex for almost a decade uh, from his family home in Parkville to college to living with me um, and he played rugby in college and also lived with other rugby players while he was in college and they said sometimes like different members of the team would like come home after practice and not take a shower just like plop on the fucking beanbag chair and fall asleep <laughs> on top of how many women he's had sex with on that beanbag chair that specific beanbag chair is disgusting but giant beanbag chairs are fun uh, I there uh, a, a while ago some random Facebook ad I'm mean, more than random it was definitely targeted towards me uh, but some Facebook ad had like the Snorlax and the Lapras beanbag chairs and I didn't hop on it but I wanted it so bad I wanted the Lapras one specifically I didn't want the Snorlax one but I missed out on it and I can't find them anymore. Anytime I actually like find the actual product, it says it's sold out and like they're not making anymore. So the, those have come and gone as far as me procuring one. Uh, but the beanbag chair is just, it's just fun. We had, we had beanbag chairs in the basement when I was a kid. So on top of the disgusting ass beanbag chair that followed me around for a little bit, um, they, they hold them, uh, special place in my heart there is only one answer for number one guys what is it there's only one answer it's it's the recliner ah the lazy boy grandpa's recliner dad's recliner that he didn't let anybody sit in because it's the most comfortable fucking thing in the world you can fall asleep in them you can kick back you can I don't know dude you can literally live in a recliner the best the recliners are great and i don't i don't even know if i have like a specific brand like i don't i can't tell you when i've specifically sat in a lazy boy but if there's a recliner in the house that i'm visiting or whatever like you bet your ass my ass is gonna be in. <laughs> really testing it out yeah yeah what are the, what are the features how far back can I get in this thing? <laughs> good, old, good old recliner. Uh, the, the, the best amenity in a house where you yeah. can just, you can't beat a recliner. I was it's kind of expecting to, spot. I was kind of expecting to hear a Papa Sun chair on there, maybe. You a fan of those? A what? A Papa Sun. Big, like, half egg looking. Ty Bob, shut up, Sean. What? Papa San. Papa San. The big half egg chair. Big one, big cushion. Never seen it. I don't know. All right. Now, now I gotta let me just share screen. Let him see this glorious Papas. thing. That's that's when you said that word. Giannis Pappas is the is the, the thing that popped into my head. He's hilarious. Look All up. right, we're gonna. Giannis Pappas is your favorite comedian's favorite comedian. 
Oh. Okay, so right in the middle, the bungee papasan. Yeah. Like that, that's in that's in my top five. That's my number four. Okay. Bungee. Bungee chair. It's a little different. I mean, it says Papasan in the fucking name. I don't know what more you want from me. All right, dude. <laughs> it's my top five chairs, okay? Not yours. His. Hey. What? You ready for this game in Germany? 8.30 a.m.? I'm not ready for 8.30 a.m. we lose, I'm not ready for <laughs> I don't, and I don't know how that works. We well, better be ready to come back and listen to ruined. us. I'm not going to be happy when my wife finishes her marathon, half marathon. If we lose, my whole Sunday is going to be ruined. Well, at and least it's right you... at the beginning of the Sunday too. It's gonna it, like even if my fantasy teams win, I'm going to be fucking pissed off. Yeah, it uh, it bleeds right into the rest of the day. The games start at eight thirty and don't stop until after the Sunday night game. Like that, the the way they have been able to spread this out for international games is insane. Tick tock. Oh, all right, I need to stop. I had to be ready. A martini as a nightcap at, at dinner. I, nice. I'm still riding that coffee high. Love it. I love you. Thanks. Oh, look at this guy. So sweet. Hey, Sean, do this for me. No. <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to actively avoid doing that. Trying to stick his neck out there. As far as I happen. can. Hey, guys. Make sure to come back next week as we recap this. Whatever this game is supposed to be, whether it's going to be a high octane or a defensive battle, whatever you think it is, is what it'll be until you watch it and until we recap it. Take us back out next week. As always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs!